Unplug it to the Agora's Nexus We need the whole community connected We're the alternative collective Self-sufficient and effective Z-Gore's next podcast. I'm Brandon. I've got the great Lily Forrester uh, co-host with me. How you doing, Lily? Doing pretty fucking good. How are you doing? Doing great. Doing great. We've got an exciting episode. I'm excited, definitely. Always to talk about Mexico. Um, we've got another episode uh, Mex- uh, about Mexico that, and we want to cover a bunch of topics that we haven't covered before. Um, we also have previous uh, episodes about Mexico, so if you're interested in those, definitely check those out. Like um, ones about like uh, festivities and celebrations, and um, especially around Christmas. And the other ones, um, just like a lot of stuff. It's like a two-hour episode that I really help anybody who is interested in Mexico or wants to come to Mexico or whatever. And of course, there's going to be the, this one too. So we want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Presearch, decentralized search engine on crypto as you search. Um, if you use our link below, it'll give you 25 free coins. Um, and it'll, it'll also helps us out a lot. So definitely do that to support us. And, um, and yeah, we really appreciate that. So, what did you want to cover, Ella? Um. So yeah, I just kind of wanted to expand because my last um my last article for Agoras Nexus, I believe, was written in the midst of Anarchopoco planning. Um, and uh, I was just feeling very inspired by the just doing business in Mexico and the differences between that and like what I experienced in the United States. Um, Cause especially like when you build up relationships, you know, these people become like family and you really do make an impact. And there's much more of like that, you know, mutual Mm -hmm. respect and taking care of each other. And, um, and that was written in the beginning before Anarchapoco even started. And it just kind of blossomed, you know, while, cause like, and I talked a little bit about this with Jeremy a few weeks ago, but like, this was the best Anarchapoco that I have ever experienced. Like, you know, save for a few small things that were mostly personal on my end. Like the team was amazing the the venue was amazing the people who came were amazing the people we worked with were really incredible and it was just really exciting to kind of like dive into that and really witness firsthand the the impact because before Anarchapulco was just at some resort and there really wasn't much of a local impact there really wasn't much of like local dealings whereas a lot of especially what Kat and I do is maintaining and cultivating these relationships with you know taxi drivers with venues with now the restaurants in the area and I mean don't get me wrong it hasn't been all good so I do want to talk a little bit about the bad and things to watch out for but like it was I mean I have a list here in front of me and it was you know like seven or eight like really like 10 good things about doing business which also includes things like buying shit online and the um 
tiny little store that could oxo that's fucking everywhere you know things unrelated to anarchopoco but that you just like once you really get into life here you kind of get a sense of like what to you know how to do things um but like i got literal three things on my bad list um and i mean they're bad things but like it's not any worse than, you know, what we would deal with in the United States. It's just a different kind of thugs. We'll say that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll just get into it. Like something not mentioned. I did mention the secret garden in that post and I won't cover that too much because we are a little limited on time. And I already wrote about it. Like the, the impact that Anarchapulco has on the local area, just by using the venue that we do um, and the people that work at that venue one thing not touched on is like there's a there's a guy there named Santiago and he is he does the work of 10 men um and he just runs the place and he does everything we ask like there's literally a group in whatsapp where we'll take a photo of something and be like fix this bring water here do this here bring water here to these people bring fans to the sponsors whatever it may be and it, it he handles it he gets it done um, and it's pretty incredible to see how he does that. But the other venue that I didn't talk about because I wasn't there yet, um, which I have experience with in the past, but like it had been a while, is a place called Bambuda. Um, it's a holistic resort. It's where Anarchapulco hosts all of the ceremonies and retreats. And we ended up having a staff retreat there at the beginning of the year. Partially, you know, Cat was learning how to do the retreats and didn't understand didn't realize that you know macy had planned them for after anarchapulco for a reason and the retreat we had before anarchapulco we ended up turning into a staff retreat because we weren't going to make you know the woman that runs it's a spanish woman um that moved to mexico 30 years ago and you know, built this resort on a plot of land that had nothing out in Barra Vieja. And so we basically made good on our, like, look, we reserved the place. We're still going to use it. We're still going to pay you. We're just going to use it for staff. And while I was there, I got to really talk to her about, you know, I got really close with her in general. She's an incredible woman, one of the strongest people I've ever met. Um, she's kind of like a second mom to me, but I really got to talk to her about the impact of like, okay, well, when we have retreats there, like we help her support 10 local families, um, which is kind of, you know, it doesn't sound like a lot, but in that area specifically, it's like an hour outside of Acapulco. There's not much going on there money wise. So for us to be supporting people that far into Mexico and outside of Acapulco is something that's really special and really beautiful. And they're really well taken care of. Her employees are really happy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it was just kind of, it was really like cool to be a part of that. Cool to see how she interacted with, you know, the locals, um, which kind of brings me to one of the bad things technically but she was part of how we transcended that because um there's there and i'm sure you know this but especially in acapulco there's a fucking cartel for everything and people would be like oh you just don't get involved with drugs and you'll never come in contact with the cartels like anytime you get in a taxi you're in contact with the cartels like 
there are cartels for everything. There's restaurant cartels, there's hotel cartels, there's taxi cartels. And uh, there was uh, an issue. Now, are, I don't, like, what do you mean by, like, restaurant? Like, are they, like, in dealings with, or are they, like, their own separate? They're their own separate thing, and, like, they kind of work together. So, for example, with the taxi cartels, there's one for Bonfield, which is where Anarchapulco is held. There's one for Acapulco, like, the main city. There's one for Diamante. There's one for Barra Vieja and they all have their territories. And if one cartel encroaches on the other cartel's territory, it's not as like bloody. Well, there are threats, but like in essence, most of the time there are not, it's not as chaotic as like say a drug cartel, but they'll set each other's cars on fire. They'll lock each other into venues um, and it was a, it was a concern. We were actually going to have the Ron Paul party thing. It was like a formal dinner and the secret garden has a location that's deep in Barra Vieja. It's on the beach and it's something new that they're trying to start. We were going to have a party there, which means we were going to need our shuttles to take about 200 people to including Ron Paul to this party and the Barra Vieja people found out about it and were basically like, you're going to use our taxis or we're going to lock you into that venue and refuse to let you out until you pay us. And we tried to just pay them off. We tried to figure out ways to work with them. And they didn't have the vehicles that we needed. And we ended up just like, no thanks. You know, like we ended up moving it to like Bonfield right across the street from where um secret garden was to some place where it didn't matter basically um and we had an event at at bambuda we also we had our vip plus tickets so like 15 people at the conference paid between like four and six thousand dollars depending on the ticket to get like all access passes the only thing it didn't include was retreats but they got into all the extra parties they had free shuttles they got a room food everything included in their it, and plane tickets are not included, but like it was a fucking good deal for what it was. And so we had to figure out a way to make sure we could safely get those people from Bambuda, which is, you know, in one taxi cartel zone to Bonfield for the event, which is in another, in another one. And like, it was Vistado who kind of helped us transcend that boundary and that, but even still like it, it went off fine for the VIP plus people. But one of the parties we had at Bambuda came the end of the night to pay and they charged us like i don't know 60 percent more than than originally quoted just because they knew that they could you know make us do it and they provided a pro lower quality service than what the people in bonfield because the reason we worked for the people in bonfield is when we started we told them what we needed. We were like, we need like 30 cars. We need them in good condition because people are paying a lot of money to come to this event. And we don't want them in, you know, shitty collectivos that are falling apart. We want them in decent vehicles. And they lined up like 30 vehicles and Kat went through and she inspected every one of them to make sure that they were up to par. Um, and that was basically, you know, something that we kind of had to contend with. But 
because of the local connections that we have with Bambuda and with, you know, all of these people, we were still able to make it work, you know, still able to kind of deal with it. Um, and then on that note, like the restaurant associate association, as they call themselves, which I kind of had like kind of a weird gut feeling about, um, Basically, Anarchapulco happened and then they contacted Kat. Well, they contacted our friend, our contact for the taxis and was like, we want to meet with whoever's throwing this event. So they meet with Kat and they're like, we want to work with you next year. And um, she's like, OK, well, this is this is what we're going to need. We're going to need you to start accepting crypto. We're going to need a list of restaurants for using for the fork and a way for people to schedule to be able to throw their events at your restaurants, you know? And for, like, a short time, they tried to kind of muscle us out of Secret Garden. Basically, what they want us to do is they want us to hold Anarchapulco in the streets of Bonfil among all of these restaurants and not at, ba- not at Secret Garden, which already is, like, the highest and best restaurant in the Bonfil area and there was like you know it was like a weird thing where it was like welcoming but I was on edge and I'm like I don't know this seems fishy and then two days later they were basically like you're gonna use us or else and then we kind of countered with you're gonna let us do what we want or we're gonna find a different fucking city to do this event in and it was kind of like a stalemate there because like you know it was stupid on their part, but they're not completely stupid. And they kind of backed down and are like, okay, all right, fine. If you're just going to completely leave the area, then, then we would rather just have you work with us on your terms then. Um, but that being said, we are onboarding all of the restaurants in Bonfield to accept cryptocurrency. So people will be able to go out and buy food at pretty much any of those restaurants next year using crypto which is exciting. That's, that's a really fucking cool thing, not just for the local community, but also for us. Um, so that was an interesting thing about doing business in Acapulco this year, but like there were, you know, other things like, for example, we work with this circus troupe and I mentioned that I was really excited for them in previous episodes, but like that was probably for me that the highlight of Anarchapulco because we brought seven people of you know Cirque du Soleil quality trained artists that they call themselves Circus Una and the guy that runs it um he's now a good friend of mine his name's Otokani but he's got a you know a network of like 60 artists or something you know all across Mexico that he that it's essentially a co-op and when they get requests for work he coordinates who goes where and how much they get paid and they show up and they fucking they do some really cool shit and then they you know they go on their happy way and it's it's been really cool to you know dive in actually like supporting mexican artists instead of just like bringing gringos to the to mexico and paying them ridiculous amounts of money to do less exciting you know sorts of things um so yeah that like working with Anarchapulco this year was just a big reminder of like the beauty that comes with doing business with local people and you know building relationships and 
you know, having those foundations laid, that's a lot of what Anarchopoku is built on now. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a lot of what I wanted to talk about if I'm being real, but so yeah, what do you think? <laughs> yeah. What yeah. Think? A lot of what you said is, is very interesting. Um, I've done some business myself in, uh, in Mexico, of course, um, I'm building a house, so I've got like a bunch of workers and stuff. And, um, there's certain, like being an em- employer, um, there's certain things that I have to do. Uh, and my wife is like real keen on like, Hey, like you've got to do this and like, you've got to do that. So she really helps me with all that stuff. But, um, one of the workers wives died. So there was like a lot of things that I had to do. Um, like I had to, uh, give him money and I had to like show up at his, there's like this event and, uh, and bring flowers and stuff and show my face and, and just um, maybe some formalities and stuff that you do in Mexico that, that you wouldn't normally do or necessarily do in the United States. Um, So there was that. And then there's like certain days um, if you're an employer that you have to like, uh, accommodate for, um, that you wouldn't necessarily think about in the United States. Like, uh, I think May 1st is like a a worker's day or something. So I have to like do something for them. Um, and, uh, I think my wife's like, yeah, just bring donuts and, um, and like soda and stuff and, and they should, they, they'll, they'll be happy. And so I'm like, okay. Um, uh, that's I guess not it, something I've ever heard of. That's pretty cool though. It's like yeah, worker appreciation day. <laughs> yeah. It's like their labor day, except they do work on it. Um, because I think they take the third off, which is like some saints day. Um, so anyways, so, uh, the saints day, I think, I'm not exactly sure what I have to do, but a a lot of the Saints days, I've either had to just pay them for not working or pay them half days and pay them as, as have them work half days. I think, I think what I'm going to do that day is pay them half and, um, or pay them full and have them work half days. Um, With like, if you have employees work from like Monday through Saturday, if you have employees work six days a week, they'll, um Saturday is always a half day even though you have to pay full um or or like mostly full day so they if they work from like seven to um four normally then they would like Saturday they'd get off like one or two so there's that and there's all kinds of like little cultural stuff um during Semana Santos I think I pronounced Semana that correctly. Santa, Semana yeah. Santa. That's Easter week. Yeah. Yeah. East, yeah. Easter week. Basically, um, that was interesting because there's like Good Friday and then there's Saturday and Sunday, right? But, um, uh, and that's like all of Easter. But basically, basically, Thursday's the day that. I think Jesus like um, got arrested. So if you do have them work that day, you have to pay them half. 
you have to pay them full day and they get off half. And then because it's like their weekend, the Wednesday, you have to let them go. You'd have to like let them off at, at two o'clock instead of four o'clock and still pay them full. So that was like, what the fuck? Like this week sucks. <laughs> like you can't get shit done during that week. And um, so basically we were like, well, we're just not going to have you guys work Thursday. And um, and then you guys can leave at two on Wednesday um, instead of like trying to like do all this crazy shit. And, uh, you know, because um, there's just so, like trying to have them work during that during the majority of that week, um, the Thursday, Friday, Saturday would have been like they get super crazy benefits. Um, I think some days are even like double time. Um, so you pay them uh, like two full days for one. And then also like just all the benefits on top of it. So it's, um, yeah, so that's, uh, it's just interesting, all the little stuff that, um, yeah, that's all stuff that I, I wasn't even aware of. Um, but also I've never like tried to build anybody or anything or like, just hire individuals, especially for, you know, like manual labor type stuff. Yeah. But on the note of Samana Santa, um, that's real interesting because like, you know, anybody that follows me now knows that I do the circus thing and I take like four classes a week. Um, and, you know, like that for me is really special for like quite a few reasons. But, you know, this is the type of place where like, I have friends who do it in the U S and it is not the same like vibe and atmosphere. And I also have other people who do it in like other parts of Mexico where it's not the same thing. So I think I have like a situation that's really special, but for Samana Santa, for example, like um, my teacher, he just, you know, on the whim changed the days of classes. And usually we have classes on the weekends and we didn't that week. But like a few weeks before, like two or three weeks before, because I'm not, I show up early. I show up, you know, I, I haven't adjusted to Mexico in that way. I still show up to everything early. And because of that, he gave me a key to the gym a couple weeks ago. So on Easter, you know, when we usually have class, he was off on vacation, but I still like was given permission to go and train on my own which is not something that I have heard of anybody else, you know, experiencing. And it's because like, yeah, I pay him 800 pesos a month for four classes a week. Um, but I get so much out of that, not just, you know, the classes and the knowledge and not even just the access to the space, but like we have, you know, a real family that we have built up there. Like, you know, for example, when I was going through my breakup, it was kind of a kind of a embarrassing situation that I'm not going to get too much into. But my circus family, who wasn't in any way involved, ended up getting pulled into it. And, you know, my first day back to class, he was basically like, hey, you are not alone. I support you. I'm here for you. You know, I got you. And that, you know, can, that means the world, especially to somebody like me who, you know, I kind of exist here illegally and he knows that. And now like some of the other girls know that because I, you know, felt comfortable enough with them to tell them like, you know, 
go just go watch this show you know go watch the hbo series because it's one of those things where we had a conversation i was talking about some traveling i'm gonna do soon and they're like well why can't you just fly and it's like well there's a series about it go watch (laughs) but you know there's much more of that like understanding and family vibes and you mentioned the guy that you know his he lost his wife well, yeah, you, once you get in business with people here, you are in a way family and you are expected to be there for people, you know, for better or for worse, basically. And sometimes that does take, you know, going to a funeral. Sometimes it takes, you know, throwing a surprise birthday party like we did for my teacher because he's so good that we all love him enough to show up at class at seven in the morning to you know, turn it into a birthday hall, basically. And those are just connections that like, I don't remember ever having in the United States with people that I did business with, you know, (laughs) I don't remember that in the slightest, or like talking to the taxi driver that like handles things in Bonfield. When he, and I noticed he looked different this year. We've known him for, this was his third year, but 2021, he's a really big guy, really pretty unhealthy and this year he looked a lot healthier was a lot thinner well he learned about the carnivore diet from us and went carnivore and was losing weight and getting more active and taking care of his family um not only that but like because of anarchapulco him and his drivers are able to just live off of that money for five months out of the year obviously they still keep driving but that means that they have a savings you know that they can depend on and they can support their family and even grow their families without much stress um and that's just that's just part of what doing business here is like you know in my experience um and it's probably one of my favorite things about living here like I fully intend to go and travel the world when when I get my charges fixed, which hopefully will be very soon because I have my lawyer paid finally. But um, I will always come back to Mexico and I will always want to spend most of my year somewhere in this country because of these sorts of connections that get built with people and just because of how easy it is to exist. Um which I mean, it's worth switching gears here to the other stuff that I wanted to talk about, which is less like, um, well, first I'll mention the markets. Like that's kind of an in-between to what I was just going to mention. And what we've been talking about is in the U.S. when I went, when I needed things, I would go to Walmart or I'd go to Aldi and I loved Aldi and I miss Aldi, but like I would go to Walmart and I would, you know, just buy my shit and go home. There was no person to person thing. Whereas I have a market here that I walk to three to four times a week, depending on how bad my memory is. Cause sometimes I'll come home and realize I forgot the thing I went for and walk right back. But I have a market and I have people that I buy fruit from and I have people that I buy vegetables from and a lady I get tortillas from. And these people are always there. Um, yeah. And that's like one of the best things about living here one of the things that I love absolutely like the most, you know, I have a specific store I go to to buy yarn and they know me there. They know, you know, more or less what I want. It's more of a matter of what color instead of like trying to figure me out in that way. Um, But that'll segue into like some of the more 
unexpected things like I'll start with OXO, um, which I'm probably not pronouncing right. Every Mexican I've ever met corrects me on how I say OXO and I never remember the correct way. But anybody who's been to Mexico has seen an OXO. They're literally, especially in cities, they're they're fucking everywhere. There are, there are dozens of them. And then in the country, even, they're still, they're at major gas stations. They're all over the place. Um, and, you know, they're convenience stores. You can buy, like, random food items there and drinks and all of that. But you can also, you can pay all your bills there. You can send money person to person there. Um, you can pay for things there. Everything from, like, I'm pretty sure Bitso has an option to where you can both take out pesos and like buy crypto by paying through OXO, um, which is kind of crazy. You can pay your electricity bill, your water bill, which I pay both of those bills of mine there. Um, but it's also got like, you know, a link with Mercado Libre, which is like, I like it better than Amazon. Like I don't really use Amazon. I use Mercado Libre for everything that I buy. And it's cool because like they have pretty much anything you could want. Um, Sometimes things that are imported are like quite a bit more than they would be in the U.S., for example. But it's one of those things where if you're in Mexico and there's a specific brand of something that you're missing, chances are it's on Mercado Libre, probably marked up a little bit. But chances are it's on Mercado Libre and they have like the fastest shipping. It can be there within two days. Um, but you can fucking pay in Naxo. So you never have to use a card if you don't want to, which for me, that's not necessarily easy, you know? And I did that this week. I went, I needed a bag of dog food. Well, dog food is 30% cheaper, the stuff that I buy if I buy it online. Um, and with the way I've had to adjust how I do things, it's like, okay, we'll order it at Mercado Libre and go and pay in person. And two days later, I had my giant bag of dog food. Um, so that's one of those cool things that is just, and who knows, like maybe there are similar, similar solutions to this in the United States, but it's been I seven really, years since I've been there. <laughs> I've yeah, I really don't like Amazon uh, in Mexico, and it's just because it's they make it such a pain in the ass just to just to buy. Like my wife sitting here trying to like enter her stuff in, and then they ask her like twenty questions, and then she she gives it to them, um, and then they send her back more questions. Like you know what, we're just not gonna buy through buy through Amazon. Um, it's kind of unfortunate because. Mercado Libre does have lots of stuff. Don't get me wrong, but there, there seems to be some stuff that we do want through Amazon that we can't get through uh, Mercado Libre. Just like some stuff that we're trying to get for our house. Um, but uh, but there's like really good alternatives and and stuff on Mercado Libre as well. Um, are there any other uh, like shopping websites besides Amazon and Mercado Libre that you know of? Um, honestly, like when I don't use those Facebook marketplace is surprisingly fucking awesome. Like for a lot of random stuff, like I, I spent like, like a week and a half looking for, and I waited too long because I was waiting on money, but Halloween costume, you know, 
I, I wanted to do something really specific for it. And I waited until last second and then all the options, you know, would have delivered like through Amazon or um, through Mercado Libre. They would have all delivered like a week and a half after Halloween. It would have been pointless because um, they were coming from China, I think. But then I got on Facebook Marketplace and within 10 minutes, I found exactly what I was looking for on Facebook Marketplace for a third of the price. It was just some seller in Mexico City that had put it up there and they had it shipped to me the, you know, the next morning and the day after that I received it. And the shipping was like 90 pesos or something like that on, on the item, which is like four dollars or something like that. But it was super fast and it came, you know, it came exact, it came early, you know. Um, and there have been several situations where just like random things. I have been able to find through Facebook marketplace. That is another place that's surprisingly good. And I know Facebook is kind of a beast, but like certain things about it are really nice. Um, and you can get contact with like, there's been things I bought off of Facebook marketplace and they've redirected me to WhatsApp. And then through WhatsApp, they send me their catalog. And then you have, you know, a whole store to be able to shop from just you know through whatsapp and there's quite a few businesses that you know operate primarily through whatsapp like that of all different kinds like everything from like you know smoking materials to um to crystals to yarn and crochet stuff you know yeah, so that's kind of like how I've done things that I can't find on Mercado Libre. And like, obviously, there's just some stuff that just, it's so not, not possible. If Go you're ahead. not permabanned like I am on Facebook, uh, check out Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's also a good place to find rentals. Um, and even if like, I've had situations where, you know, and this happened to my friend who's moving here. I've had situations where they contact about one rental and they're like, oh yeah, sorry, that's rented, but we have this other better option that's cheaper that's not listed, you know, come here and meet us at this time and you can find, you know, more options than even what are listed on Marketplace. And there's groups, you know, there's Facebook groups, like there's a group here for adoption of pets that, you know, I really should leave because I'm too tempted to get more cats and dogs. <laughs> But there's there's groups for rentals, there's groups for anything that you could think that you want to buy. Like I'm in like a witchy esoteric group where you can buy all sorts of like spiritual stuff in bulk, you know. And yeah, so a lot of Mexicans utilize social media in general for their like, you know, little stores. I have a girl in class that makes jewelry, like beaded jewelry, and she has an Instagram for it. And that's how she sells. And another one in the girls in class, her mom makes like workout clothes and they have an Instagram, you know, that they use to sell through. There's like a lady I buy, like there's skincare products that are imported from the United States that are like, a lot better quality than the stuff you can just go to Walmart here and buy. And it just takes me because the woman's local. She ships all throughout, you know, Mexico, but like I will meet with her in town and give her cash and she'll bring me my order. And there are so many different ways to like get 
what it is you're looking for. It's just a matter of like asking around, you know, another example is I'm about to buy probably today I'm going to order, um, an aerial moon, which is literally like the aerial hoop that they call Lyra, like the metal hoop that, you know, circus artists hang from and do splits in and shit. Well, they make a version of that that's moon shaped. And I am about to buy one through this guy that I follow on Facebook that just posts photos of circus apparatuses that he makes. And I'm buying one for 150. And there's like ranges, you know, there's another one in town where I've asked for the same thing from them. And it was like 8,000 pesos, which is like 400 bucks or something, 450 bucks. Whereas this guy, he's selling it to me for 3,000 pesos plus shipping. So it's going to be like $200 by the end of it, you know, for stuff that would cost like, I've seen those things go for over $1,000 in the United States. But just because it's produced locally by hand, you know, there's so many different ways to find what it is that you're looking for just by knowing how to search for it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, we're coming up on time. Is there a uh, is there an end quote that you want to finish off with here? No, I didn't even think to prepare one. You know, I have one in the back of my head, but I can't remember what it was. I've got one. Let me see here. Um, yeah, I've got a cliche one that's not necessarily agorist, but it relates to what we're talking about. <laughs> I don't know if you want me to share that or not. <laughs> um, a cliche one? Well, kind of cliche. It's something that we say at Anarchapulco a lot, but like, it's kind of like, true to the theme i'll say it anyway it's teamwork makes the dream work and i know people like roll their eyes at that but once you uh, really have like a dream team together and really good you know not that kind of quote and really. interactions <laughs> i mean okay okay I, that's what I got comes one, to I got mind <laughs> by virtue of exchange one man's prosperity is beneficial to all others frederick yeah, that's better, um, that's better makes- than what i had of course, next is out. The revolution starting inside an instrumental part of a gore worldwide, a gore worldwide, a gore worldwide counter economics. Agorist strip, black market click, move a quick flip, can't regulate this. Agorist strip, black market click, move a quick flip, can't regulate this. Agorist